All right, thanks for joining us here on Raider Nation Radio. It's the morning tailgate in the second hour. Lindsey Brown, Clay Baker, we're both back in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studios. Vincent Bonsignor is on assignment. He's at the MVP presser over at Mandalay Bay. And keep abreast of VegasNation.com and Vinny on X, and he'll keep you updated on everything that's going on. You can also update us on X as well at RNR 920 AM and at 702-365-9200. Sometimes you got to have a little bit of a, a bloodletting after a game like this. All right, we're all entertained by the, by the Super Bowl, but, I mean... What annoys you the most about the Chiefs? There's, there's a lot. There's a big prong argument here because at, at a point at which you sit back and you're looking at Kansas City going through this again, and next thing you know, you're like, your thoughts go into the Raiders and how can the Raiders start pushing them off the pedestal? What's it going to take? Because all the things that annoy you about them, uh, you felt like this was the year that they looked the most vulnerable. They looked like a team that did not resemble the previous teams that had made it to the Super Bowl. Now they've won three in a row. Okay, three out of the last five years. But what is it about this year that really bothered you the most? Because it looked to me like this team was going to be a little bit weaker in depth as far as the wide receivers were concerned because they were relying on Rasheed Rice and Travis Kelsey so much and MBS could not be counted on. There were so many other things that were happening that it felt like, all right, you know what? They are going to roll with the guys that they uh, they felt were going to win them a championship at the beginning of the year. They end up going and getting McCole Hardman back on this roster. But the point is, is that just when you thought that they looked like kind of like a skeleton crew of what they had used to be with all the kinds of talent that had been through that organization. Mm. And they still found a way to put on an impressive win in overtime. Yeah. It makes us sick. It brings the vomit up to like the top of the, the, the throat and you spit up a little bit. And next thing you know, you're like, all right, I got to relax. I have to drink a glass of milk or something, whatever it takes to get this, uh, this feeling down. But what annoys you the most about them? You know? Yeah. What annoys me the most is that they're going to get better. Like they're they're gonna go out and get wide receivers that are better than the ones that they have, right? The guy that caught the, I think the championship ceiling touchdown last year was not was a healthy scratch. Tony, right? Wasn't he, there. He's, he's the one that caught corn dog last year. And they I, went, and they, they went mean, back to the same damn play. They picked him up in the middle of the year because Buffalo had enough, and they made him a star. A star, Kadarius Tony. They're, they're gonna go out there. They could say, you know what we could do? We could go spend a first round pick on a wide receiver. We probably could, right? Yeah, they could just they, sit they back and kind of cherry pick a wide receiver. Right? Boom. It doesn't have to be Marvin Harrison Jr. <laughs> it doesn't have to we'll be the greatest receiver in college. No. no. It doesn't have to be this year's Zay Flowers. Exactly. We'll just get some Elmer's glue, stick their hands in there before the game, and we'll figure it out, right? I mean, and that's, that's, Justin Watson, does that scare you? MVS, does that scare you? Sky Moore, Tony, McCall Harmon, like, does any of that scare you? What's the wide receiver free agent market this year? Like, honestly, that's the other thing, too. Richie James, Oh, Mike Evans, great. Well, he's going to go back with Baker Mayfield. We know this to be true. But, like, Odell Beckham Jr. will take a haircut of of a contract to probably go compete for a chip. Right? You oh, think yeah. he's desperate? He oh, yeah. tried with Lamar. He's like, $5 million. I'll, I'll take whatever. I think his parents were already like, uh, <laughs> we need to get the hell out of here. Right? I mean, he already has one, at least, so he doesn't have that desperation. But I would probably... This, this is There's going to be that effect where I'm going to take less to go play with Patrick Mahomes for a year. Kind of like what Juju Smith-Schuster did and that it was kind of a re- rehabilitation year. You get a chip, you go out, you sign a big contract, and then he has an absolute disaster of a season with the Patriots. What else is new? Okay, so these but names... Those are, these, those are good examples. These names don't scare me too much. Like Braxton Berrios, Nelson Aguilar, he go catch some tutties for them. He did a few of those when he was here. T. Higgins, oh yeah, I forgot he's going to be out there. Chase Claypool... 
Mac Hollins. We saw him. Fearless Leader was interviewing him a few days ago. He I was know. around. And it was like I, I had to catch myself because I wanted to see if Mac was actually wearing shoes well, or Quan not. Quan Treadwell also sat down with Cofield and company while we were at. We have so many leftover interviews to play still, even in our tank. We're going to be doing that this week, people, just so you know. We're not. We don't waste prep, right? The prep is something that we hold dear to ourselves. I'm not gonna wait. I'm not gonna spend 40 minutes of my life <laughs> prepping for Farmer Brandon and Farmer Ty for them to not be interviewed by me. But I, I'm gonna use it. I'm gonna use what? these questions I just like not, we did with Nikki Glazer. I'm not wasting this damn prep. The Farmer Ty, Farmer Brandon stuff. They did a good interview with Greg Salerno, and and I was like, boy, I just I just want to get in there because I I, I personalized questions. For those ding dongs, I watched one of these shows. All right, farmer wants a wife. I sat down and watched the show. One of them had a bigger <laughs> farm, and one of them had a small farm that was just to train horses. And I was ready to talk about that dynamic and what the difference is when it comes to dating someone. I was actually going to bring up the bean and barley farm and talk about that and the the whole right. etymology behind it. Forget it; it's over. I was going to ask him if this was a psyop for getting people to commit to the trad wife <laughs> movement. Thank God we didn't get to that one. I mean, think about it. If you were a, if you're a farmer and you have a like a big estate and you have exhausted any possible woman within 300 mile radius that you know everybody around there and you can't find one, you have to have, absolutely have to go on a reality show. Would you show. like to come do labor on my farm for exchange for my love? <laughs> Would you like to wake up in the morning to smell cow manure? No, Rhaenyra Targaryen had it right. <laughs> Give up the crown and live poor with me. Absolutely not. We will get to those Absolutely questions. Absolutely not. <laughs> 702-365-9200. What annoys you the most about this Chiefs team? Because it is. Because you're also wondering, like, how do the Raiders crack the code now? And you're just Dragons. left with more questions. Dragons. Dragons. And the belief mm-hmm. in the nation. I honestly do believe that. And I think you can get with, Starts the, with, with, faith. with the right yeah. defense. I think you can get after Mahomes. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Bucks did it. Yep. We did Vita Vea (laughs) and uh, Juan Winfield Jr. and uh, a bunch of other people that I forget because that Super Bowl is already like four years ago and I still don't even remember. Levante David, all those guys, they were all awesome. They were all great. And uh, granted, the Chiefs were younger. They were dumber, right? Mahomes still uh, hadn't ascended to the, the place that he has. And that's where, I mean, a couple weeks ago we were talking about the gap and that that what it creates, that gap. Um, for, for guys like Josh Allen, for, for Lamar Jackson, again, like pressing in moments where you have a chance. Mm-hmm. And that's where Mahomes has such a distinct advantage now that he's earned because he's seen it before. And if he <laughs> loses, like, oh. uh. he doesn't operate like that. But just think if you've won a couple where it's just like it sucks if there's a year where you lose to Joe Burrow, but there's not this whole offseason conversation like Brock Purdy's going to get. Is he good? I think he played pretty well yesterday. I think he's fine. I don't think he was the reason why they lost. Oh, he didn't set the world <laughs> on fire. Yeah, but I mean, 23 of 38, 255 yards, a touch. That's, you know that's who set the better world than on, average. You know who set the world on fire? Jalen Hurts last year. Guess where it got him? Nowhere. Mm-hmm. Nowhere. And had, did it parlay into a successful year this year? Correct. Zero. No, it, exactly that. And so it's just you have to get creative. And this is why when we were talking mm-hmm. to Akbar Gabaja Biamilla the yeah. other day, about the Raiders can't be doing what everybody else is doing. You got to be building within, like, every decision you make has to come with that spirituality of the Raider way, the Raider nation, whatever. We know we know what it is. It's around us. We can touch it. We can feel it. It's tangible. It's tangible. And that's going to mean different decisions that everybody else is going to make. And now we're getting a lot of 
stuff on the text line about we got to go up and get that quarterback. This is the time to go do that. I'm at, mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. the thing is, is like I'm in lockstep with that. Mm-hmm. But our, we have to be sure, as Akbar said, you have to be sure, maybe it was Pritchard, not sure, that this is, this is the guy that fits the way. Right? It can't just be the hot name. It can't just be the hot stats. It has they if they can do be that, but it ha- first and foremost they have to fit in with that culture. It must fit. It must fit, and you can be fooled. Like this is interview. There's lying season going on for everybody. The prospects have their agents. They're trying to rally because five or six spots in the draft pick means millions of dollars. Right. And if you're thinking you're going to find it at 13, you might as well be thinking that you could find it in the third round. It's not going to happen. Right. Or they want to go to a go particular and, team. Yeah, you may need to go and attack early up in the draft. Well, what do you think? 702-365-9200. We'll get out to the town of Louisville with 502 Raider D. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning. Good morning, All ladies right. and gentlemen. Hello. 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 Awesome. <laughs> you? Listen, I, I'm doing well. I'm doing very well. I'm, I'm on my way listening. I, I listen to you guys every morning. I just call every once in a while. But, awesome. you know, I'm watching that game. I have a bunch of my friends, and they were like, I'm not going to watch the game. I'm like, stop lying. You've got to watch the game. Like, just stop it. I'm not going to enjoy it, but I'm going to watch it either way. Mm-hmm. But what this tells us is, is too, that it, even if you doubted it, like, Patrick Mahomes is one of the best ever. He 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 transcends transcends what the game is as a as a, as a young quarterback, and it, and it goes to let you know something. You don't have any. There is no trying to be secretive. There is no. I'm going to play checkers, not I'm going to play chess, not checkers. We know for a fact that if you do, because all the San Francisco needed was a quarter was a quarterback that was as capable as Patrick, or even close to what he was, mm. and that may be a different game. If we, if our only goal in this draft is to get our quarterback for the next ten or fifteen years, period, end the story. No questions asked about it. Mm. Whatever it costs, if, I don't care if it costs four ones. Whatever it costs to get there to get your guy, and that may be Jaden Daniels because of the, because of the relationship, but also because of his skill set too as well. Mm-hmm. Like like you've got to have that quarterback that when you when when you have an equal game. He has got to take you to the next level. Brock Purdy was not that guy last night. Mm-hmm. And it just was. So you guys have a blessed day. Enjoy the show. Keep it going. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you listening yeah. and uh, your calls when you do feel like it. We encourage them. He does. What? Once in a blue moon? Once every day? <laughs> want to just text in? You want to text Clay or Vinny directly? You can do all those things. It's good that 502 Raider D used to celebrate on uh, on Sundays with a, a case of Bush Light. Oh. He's, he's taking it easy nowadays. I okay. like it. I like it. I like it. He's like, he's like hey, a little more purified water, huh? <laughs> right, right. Went through a couple more filters. It's uh, because we all realize we're not the young men we used to be. Right. So we got it. Even if it's just Bush Light, we got to take it easy. I like the Jaden Daniels side. I, I, I don't think he's wandering around the locker room for the regular season finale just for gigs. Mm-hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that this world is built on connections and who you know and who you've played for and who you trust. The right fit. Because like, if Jack Jones went to any other NFL team, is it do we automatically assume he, he would have the same type of uh, output that he did here at the Raiders? Considering what the situation he left fr- was and why he was split up from, right? Yeah. And so uh, I, I like that. Daniels, mm-hmm. to me, I, I'm not sure where he falls because, again, he's one of those names you always 
think is in like the top handful. <laughs> Always, yeah. Right, and and same with with Drake May, and same with with Bo Nix and everything. And there's going to be so many lead changes or narrative changes between now and draft night, and even draft night after, because you're not going to know for sure. And that's the hard thing because I don't disagree with four ones. Let's go. Let's try. But that's what San Francisco did with Trey Lance too, right? And it put him in a tough spot. They figured they finagled. They figured out a way. Mm-hmm. Not every organization is built the same Super way. Super big pivot, right? They they spent big on on Chris McCaffrey, right? But they've drafted really well for years, and the Raiders are just starting to get into that conversation where you've had one year like, wow, look at all this contribution, <laughs> wow. Look at all these people that are going to stay more than two years or or through their rookie deals. And so that's where I get nervous about biting off too much, uh, biting too much that we can chew because the Chiefs aren't going anywhere, right? The Chargers aren't going anywhere. This is going to be an every year gauntlet mm-hmm. in this in this division. It'll be a it, battle. It, it, it will yep. be. They're all going to get better, and mm-hmm. somebody's going to have to be in fourth place, and I don't think it's going to be the Raiders because they're a lot further along than I think other people do, but they have to keep making the right moves. And then the other people in this division have histories of making the right moves. Again, all the trust in the world in the Antonio Pierce regime. You have to do it differently here. You have to. But there, there's a certain uh, choreography that has to go go through this. And that includes valuation of talent. And so if they find that Jaden Daniels is the perfect, like built a Raider, all that stuff, trade four ones for him by all means. But if you're wrong, right? Get ready for misery. Get ready for rebuilds. Get ready for flushing guys in and out of the system. Because I don't think the Raiders would be as strong as the 49ers were if you make a mistake like the Trey Lance mistake. Would you be strong enough to pivot and have enough depth to keep you through right. to go and find the answer eventually? That's where I have the question because the, the Niners have done it for years and years and years. And the stability here is just getting started. Just getting it's started. It's just getting started. And who's to say you can't have a huge turnaround after being completely unstable for years? Just look at the Houston Texans, right? We'll be using that example until we're blue in the face. A good one. But then there's also the example of what the Carolina Panthers are, where they traded the house. Mm. To go mm. pick their guy, and he might be fine. Bryce Young could work out, but it didn't go very well the first year. It got their head coach fired, and now they were supposed to get the hot bell of the ball coordinator guy, and he said, I don't want to. I'm going to go home and stay in my position and wear this this darker blue than your light blue. It doesn't work for me right now. And just how quickly that can swing, right? And so there's just a lot on the line, and that's where I understand the the – the urgency, the antsiness, because we're seeing some good things with the Raiders organization, but we also know the risk that they're playing with in order to set itself up for the future could not be higher right now. It's at an all-time high. It yeah. feels it feels like it's actually, actually gaining each and every week mm-hmm. that you go through this part of the offseason, which is not common. 702-365-9200 out to Walnut Creek, California. Raider T, what's up, dude? Hey, good morning, guys. Morning. morning. Uh, hey, I have to... I have to agree 100% with the last caller. I feel like they need to go up to get a quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think there's three that are really good. However, it's a high-risk, high-reward situation. Because I agree with what you guys were saying also. If you don't get the right guy, it's devastating. And we're not in the same position that the 49ers were with surrounding pieces. So it's going to be, if they're going to do it, they better be right. Mm-hmm. Um Number two, you're talking about the Chiefs and what the most frustrating thing is. For me, 
it has to be how poorly they looked all season long. The penalties, the wide receivers making mistakes. So they, and on paper, they look like a mediocre team. But the problem is, Patrick Mahomes is so good, he erases all of that. Mm-hmm. He, they don't even have to be an elite team. Their defense was very good, but they were very average as an offense. But Patrick Mahomes, it doesn't matter. He's so good, he can win it um, with his powers. He truly is a unicorn. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, I have to tell you, I hate, I hate, I hate the Kansas City Chiefs. But I hate the 49er fans even more, so I was rooting for the Chiefs yesterday. That's how much I hate the 49er fans. And when I say hate, I'm not talking hate when other people call in and say, hey, I hate this player, I hate that player. When I was a teenager, I had a dream about Marty Schottenheimer and running him over with a garbage truck, that's how much I hate the Kansas City Chiefs. And not only did I run him over, I backed over him a second time and then ran over him a third time to make sure I got the job done. That's how much I hate the Chiefs, but I hate the 49er fans even more. That's the spirit. Good, we love good it. Uh, all right, Raider T. Appreciate Happy it. Happy Friday Monday. <laughs> uh, yeah, bring a smile to everyone's face, Raider T. With happy little stories like Thanks that. Thanks for the call. <laughs> Appreciate you. I think uh, it's. It, I think uh, you know Raider T. Might need to like you know go to bed early and stop watching like the late night horror shows what do you mean? and stuff I think like he that. Slept like great last night. <laughs> he slept with a smile on his face. I think he slept great last night. I think a lot of the nation. It's probably both ends of the spectrum, right? You either slept really well. Or you were so bothered mm-hmm. and, and you're agitated and you're f- trying to find solutions. You're trying to find a, a different way to chart course, right? Yes. Find a way to put ourselves in this position. Because you know that we're going to get another big game here in this town. It's going to be every four years. And so maybe that's like the long range goal. Yeah. Okay. Like for me, like last week, Radio Row, we had a bunch of great interviews. Really awesome impressions, all that. But long goal is the networking. I got Michelle Beadle's phone number. Like, that's that's a long goal. And in case we want to talk to her about basketball stuff, in case I need some advice, like, that's what I got out of it. Long goal for me and this team, I want to be in the big game next time it's here. I don't know when it's going to be. It's going to be within the next five years, though. I don't know how they chart this out. It's going to be soon because I know that that league made a lot of money this weekend. Well, I know that people made a lot of money this weekend. Oh, in this I think town. they they were really happy at how it looked yeah. on TV. All the billionaire owners who came into town were all like you yep. know, super impressed with how many you know how much privacy they had, the security, and all the fun things they could do with their billions of money. Yep. Yeah, they they enjoyed that. And trust me, we have notes on how we can make it better, like how, setting up security for Radio Row or signage for the actual big game in the stadium. I know where there are different ways to improve. But maybe that maybe that's what my long term goal is going to be, or I'll, I'll keep that for the nation because I know people want immediate results and they want they want the misery to be done. I want them to have a chance to play into the big game the, the next time they host it. Add if it that's to the, the case, mm-hmm. I think that they're they're on a, a a good trajectory. One more call before the break, because I know he's working. Jim, the mailman, south of Pittsburgh. Good morning to you, sir. I'm not working today. I called in sick. Oh, boy, they, they knew that. I bet I bet, I bet the manager knew, like, uh, we don't expect Jim to be here the day after Super Bowl. Uh, well, half of me, I am sick. The other half is watching that debacle by the 49ers. Okay. I don't know what ESPN is talking about, that Purdy had a great game. 
I mean, he had two guys wide open, and he did not connect. And it's it's funny how they they missed the extra point. It, it's almost like it was set up for Kansas City, you know. I mean, I, and and Shanahan's play calling. I'm I'm sorry, he's zero four against Chiefs. I think it's time to think about a uh, a new coach. Ooh. But Whoa. anyway, yeah, I, I really do. I mean, I mean Shanahan. This is the second time the same team that you had a lead and you and you blew it. It was like it was almost like it was like a remake of the other uh, Super Bowl. It, it's amazing how this this guy went through this, this Super Bowl last night. But anyway, um, I'm listening to a podcast last night, and he says, "All right, Raider fans, it, it's time to look for a quarterback that can compete with Patrick Mahomes." Now, if you want that, are you really willing? to get rid of all your first and second round picks. Because that's what it's going to take to get a mobile quarterback. Or I'm kind of leaning towards let's draft an offensive tackle and hopefully we could find just as, as good as a quarterback in the second round. And, you know, let's, let's, I'm I'm sorry, I get distracted because, uh, NFL Network is they're already talking about New Orleans uh, set for the next year's Super Bowl. So it's a big press conference going on. Mm-hmm. All right, Jim, I appreciate the call. Thanks for doing it. It's all right. You're at that moment of like, all right, I am convinced. Yeah, you have to go and trade up and get that Uberkind, that brand new supernatural uh, player in the draft at the quarterback position. But then in like 30 seconds, you're like, but get an offensive lineman yeah get a tackle and then see if you can find that answer in the second round no no how do you how can you go from like i want the best prize on christmas day underneath that tree to be like no i'll I'll take the uh the coloring book set and maybe the paints and the easels instead and no you want the you want the shiny new toy don't you want the best of the best I don't know. I'm just grateful I get toys. Oh, all right, Tiny Tim. Well, I just, I don't, know. Everyone. I don't know. I, I guess, I, I just. But you see what I, I mean? I, like, I can do, I can go either way. We're going to go through the gamut of emotions on what, yeah. what's the next step. No, I can go either way. And that's where, honestly, it doesn't matter what I think they should do because I'm not the one making the decisions. And that's where it's like, I, I trust in their valuation because if they don't, if they feel that they, could get that quarterback in the second round without having to trade those that capital and all that other stuff, and you end up tra- getting an offensive lineman, and so you kind of solve two problems instead of one. Like that's great too. That's great too. Yeah. That but that's we have to let the evaluation process play out as probably flawed as it is to go watch them in Indianapolis throw, try to hit the ceiling, and run around these cones and and interview and all that stuff. You have to go through these valuations and see, and, and it'll depend on who is there as well because not everybody does themselves favors by putting themselves on display in these events too. It's why half of them didn't go to the Senior Bowl. I mean, we know that when the combine comes around, there's going to be people picked and critiqued apart yeah, to the point where you're not, even, you're not even sure if you're the same guy that you saw in college right. by the time they come out of Indianapolis. Exactly. And so it's a crapshoot. It's a crapshoot. It's a crapshoot whether you attach four first-round picks to it or just the one this year. And so that's where it's like it's about your team and, and, and your organization's ability to develop players, but then also identify players that they can best develop. And so we'll see. 
We got some great thoughts on the text line, and we'll read them all from the Dollar Loan Center, 702. There's a gleam. Let's get the gleam. All right, let's go. I had a dream about Marty Schottenheimer and running him over with a garbage truck. That's how much I hate the Kansas City Chiefs. And not only did I run him over, I backed over him a second time and then ran over him a third time to make sure I got the job done. That's how much I hate the Chiefs but I hate the 49er fans even more. I am a Raider fan, strictly in these Bay men. There's one thing I can't stand, and that's the 49ers. Oh, you can just feel it building. Raider Nation Radio, the morning tailgate. How do you crack the code? And how do you feel the day after a game like that last night at Allegiant Stadium? A huge moment for Las Vegas. But also, what do the Raiders need to do to get better? Let's get your thoughts. 702-365-9200. At least just in the fact that how do you get better to beat Kansas City? How do you start beating Mahomes? Well, we're going to need a new running backs, coach. Here we go. Let's start there. We've had our... At least second defection. I, I won't classify them as all the same, but uh, Deshaun Foster, mm-hmm. who was hired about a week ago yeah. to be the running backs coach for your Las Vegas Raiders with the uh, very popular Antonio Pierce regime, uh, he's taking a different job. And you know what? We won't blame him for it. We won't blame him for it because instead of coaching the running backs here for your Las Vegas Raiders, he's going to take... The open head coaching position at UCLA. Okay, well, that's... Uh, All right, Edishon. Yeah, that's fine. Best of luck. That's fine. Go Bruins, I guess. Maybe. I've never rooted for a Bruin in my life. I do like bears, though. Not the Chicago kind, but like bears, regular bears. Kodiaks, I think, are my favorite. Their fingernails, nasty. Yeah, climbing trees. Nasty. Yeah, they don't, they don't, they don't stop at anything. No. They shred it all. But Deshaun Foster, great running back with Carolina Panthers. And now, like, you know, like UCLA is always trying to find, like, can we find that legacy guy that brings us back to the glory days? That was supposed to be Chip Kelly. He wanted <laughs> to get the hell out of there. <laughs> like, Where did he take a job? Uh, he became the offensive coordinator uh, this week with somebody. Uh, in the NFL, to me, right? He yeah, got yeah. back in the league. It'll Hold come on. to me in a second. But Deshaun Hold Foster on. is now in the UCLA Bruins Head coaching position. He is now going to be the uh, oh, no. the guy that brings the Bruins back to prominence as they approach the Big Ten. He's going back to the, or not going back, he's going to the, the Ohio, Ohio State. State. That's what it was. Right, right, right. right. Which Randy Gratishar was not, he's like, I was there before there was a the. I was like, that's right, sir. <laughs> Randy's like, they did not consult me about the. They should have. <laughs> Well, you better because Randy's. He did a lot of things there. Randy's holding back a lot icon. of pain. I mean, we, gold jacket. <laughs> <laughs> when he was looking at you after you asked him that question about linebackers and stuff, like he was like, how I, would you like me to answer I'm that? still confused by that. I because love you, that. Because you kind of talked me off the ledge a little bit on that one because <laughs> I, I, I couldn't tell if I had offended him or not. Or, oh, or no, not I, I thought maybe I made the subject of the question like other like what NFL player do you think saves people's asses all the time that doesn't yeah. get the appreciation and what I should have done is I probably should have made him the subject because it was his day but it was just my kind of oh I think he knew what you're getting my at big, my big question it was kind of my big creative question and then obviously I had to tap dance like, I'm not sure how you want me to answer that why just the you know <laughs> linebackers they do a lot of the stuff they cover up for a lot of the mistakes and so I just figured maybe you had somebody in mind that uh does that most in in, in your image of course mm-hmm 
Uh, I, I don't really remember if he if he went at that question or with his answer. Oh, he should have because he would normally thirty years ago that would have been like the start of like the bitterness of how nobody respects the position of linebacker, right. and that's why I've been held out and I've been looked over and over and passed over. Uh, but you know what? He took a breath there because he realized, you know what? I got the jacket already. I, I don't have to be jacket. bitter anymore. Pretty much every <laughs> former player that's being hired as a head coach is a linebacker. Pretty much everybody peddling anything on Radio Row is a linebacker. Is a linebacker. It's almost like that. there's a personality thing. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, they're like, we're coming over and we're taking right. over. They're the goalies of NFL. Everybody loves them. Everybody wants to be around them. <laughs> Even Marty Brodeur. Yep. <laughs> just just uh, be careful on your way compete. home. They know how to compete. They're, they see the field in a very specific way. They move the chess pieces around the board in a very specific way. The goalies don't really do that, but they see things happen in, in that succession. And so uh, Chip Kelly, now the offensive coordinator for the Ohio State. And Deshaun University. Foster out with UCLA. Raiders still looking for what they need. Uh, yeah, for the running backs coach. For the running backs coach. Interesting thought there. wonder how they'll pursue this. One more call here at 702-365-9200. Johnny from the Bay. Good morning to you today. Good morning, Lindsay and Clay and Raider Nation. Good morning. Welcome. I woke up this morning um, like Max Crosby did, up and at them. Not up and at them, but up and at them. Because last night was the game that not only did Max want it to go that way, but after hearing why he wanted it to go that way, I wanted it to go that way really badly because the last people to slap them in the mouth and Mm -hmm. wake them up was us. And AP is a master motivator, a master motivator when it comes to football. And hearing him talk last week on SiriusXM when they asked him, like, you know, because the, the interviewers were asking him and building up. Uh, all the other coaches that are now in the AFC, you know, you got Harbaugh, you got the Broncos, and you've got Andy Reid, who is now a back-to-back champion. You know, and, they're, and AP, without breaking a sweat or a beat, just went, nope, they should feel bad because they have to come through us now. Yep. That's how I started my day, and I know that last night, Max Crosby, AP, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, if he's going to be with us, and anybody else who was going to answer that call – all got on a conference call, and this is obviously maybe just in my head, but they all said, let's get to business. Let's get down. And that's where I think the future we need to be more focused on very carefully, and we don't need to hedge our future on a quarterback in the first round because the last people to do that, we just saw last night in the Super Bowl. They did that with Trey Lance, and that backfired mm-hmm. heavily. They found a diamond in the rough with Purdy, which is awesome. I actually don't like the title that they give him, Mr. Irrelevant, because uh, <laughs> that's not the case at all. Good call. Um, and a- AOC O'Connell, he could possibly be that. Yes, he has a little bit more in the tank to show us that he's not exactly Brock Purdy to start with, but he got better and better and better and better as the more time he had with AP. Could you imagine what an off is going to be like? With him and all this talk, uh, nationally, the nation, you know, he could be listening to everything we're saying and just pocketing it. And then we have Max Crosby, another master motivator on the defensive, on the defensive side. We've got AP, our head coach, a massive motivator who could just be poking Aiden O'Connell in the side saying, we're going to go get a quarterback. Eat that. Eat that. Eat that. Look what Purdy did. Eat that eat that. You could do this. 
if we draft offensive line, we draft defense, and we just get stronger and more deadly on the defensive end, oh boy, this could. I haven't been this fired up after a Super Bowl after a Super Bowl game for the off season like this. I am so pumped, Raider Nation. This is oof. This is exciting times, boys. This is exciting times, guys. I'm I'm very pumped. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. Heck yeah. And let's go get it. Raiders! Okay. Johnny from the Bay, wake it up. What energy to bring on a Monday morning. I love it. I love it so much. And he's going with the trust the people who are in the room. A little bit more conservative approach when it comes to adding pieces to this team. Certainly one that could be explored. Right? Yep. Get Aiden O'Connell and some uh, quick feet drills. Could be done. Get some dexterity working. Get those bands going, the resistance bands. Have them hook up with the uh, new owner, Tom Brady, right? It won't be something that would be like, you know, out of the realm of possibility. And the fact sure. that I think even Aiden now understands after a year what needs to get done. Well, if we fix and what the, he needs to do to get it if done. If we fix the footwork, Clay, uh, maybe right. we're not missing, you know, those deep balls to the same degree that we are. Maybe we're not uh, just a little bit off. And Maybe. when you're at third and one, fourth and one, and yeah. you just need to get that extra yard, you do it with your own long body yeah. and stretch and get it. Maybe he just big tree fall hearts and, and goes right <laughs> over the line because we, we've we've invested in the offensive line. The big bodies have moved things out of the way, so he can just walk his ass right up the middle, right? Super easy. And, uh, you know, again, because the, the footwork has been, has been changed, he's going to be able to roll out a little bit more. He's going to have, uh, as you said, that, that scramble ability. But again... We don't want him running towards pressure when I'm running away from pressure, right? You want him running away from pressure. Correct. He knows he can do it. Correct. But at the so same the time. footsies, <sighs> and we'll also get the awareness, get him on some uh, peripheral vision training. I did that back in the day. It helped me with my reading, my studying. It was like eye training, eyesight training. Help. Um, it just helps train your eyes to not do as much work to take in and process information. Well, then he doesn't feel the pressure, and so maybe we don't even need to Make the feet that much more uh, light because we just see things better. We're ahead of it. Is this a Mulan moment? I mean, Congrats before we're through, Mr. I'll make a man out of you. Ha! Wasn't the part of the song that I was thinking you were going to go with, but it, the message remains. The message remains is that there's a process to this. Right, everybody's got to get better on this roster. That includes number ninety-eight. I he was taking notes, right, watching all the things that that Bosa was doing. If I was him, I would be like highlighting the Bosa oh. stuff and just rewatching that because that's how you start beating Mahomes I've, and that's how you start really flustering him, going to the right and limiting his options. You know the Chamber of Chaos. I think Max could create a physical version of that without the questions, right? But you just have screens all around you, and it's just plays of Mahomes getting taken down. And so you have this fully immersive downloading of all these images, right, and figuring out which angle, how how much, how many more hand squeezies am I going to have to do in this offseason? Because you know he was tra- training his hand strength last year. He talked about it. Mm-hmm. That's how he brings those people right. down with those condor wings. Because everyone his. was trying to get their hands on him. He was going to reverse that. Absolutely. If I get a, If I get a bunch of you, oh, you're coming down. You're coming straight down Hades with Max. And so, fully I, I love that. And I love what Johnny from the Bay said about Antonio Pierce. And it brings up something that Lindsay and I talked about with Rob Ryan about what 
you know, Coach Antonio Pierce did on that Christmas Day morning and the night before. We'll tell you what that is. We'll play that piece of audio coming back next. It's Lindsey and Clay on your Monday. I'll be honest. I'll be, I'll be honest. I mean, they're a great football team. Andy Reid's a terrific coach. Mahomes and Kelsey. I mean, these guys are phenomenal players. And Spagnola, I replaced him in New Orleans as a coordinator. I know he's a great coach. But, uh, you know, the bottom line is nobody knows. AP, AP got us right all week. He got us right all week, and then the night before the game was the greatest I've ever heard any coach talk. And I know we're grown men. And, really? Oh, yeah, rah-rah. No, it wasn't a rah-rah speech. Believe me, it was legit. And, uh, you know, he had he had tears in everybody's eyes. There's, it's no accident we went out there to beat, the, beat the hell out of him on Christmas. And that's not easy to do, but we did it, and it was all through the direction of the head coach. I'm just telling you, that's the truth. I've been in the league 100 years. Raiders senior defensive assistant Rob Ryan. He has been in the league a long, long time. The lineage with his father, Buddy Ryan, his brother Rex, coming back here, and he explained how the impact of a head coach can change your fortunes and can get a team up for the challenge to go and knock off the Chiefs. We're back here on the morning tailgate. Uh, Chills went through my mind in my body when he was describing that as we were on Radio Row with Rob, and it was just because he kind of like, you know, it just kind of felt like there was a chill in the room when when he kind of brought back the fact that he has been through so many different coaches and so many different speeches, and yet even he was moved. And he says people had tears in their eyes the night before the game, the way AP was reaching out and connecting with them. That's also a part of this equation when you think about the faith of Raider Nation. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that, that goes a long way, and that cannot be contrived or, or, or fake. That is real. That can also be the stuff that helps you knock off the guy off the pedestal, like the Chiefs. Again, Antonio Pierce so influential that he essentially inspired the Chiefs to their third Super Bowl. If you t- if you want to if you want to really if you want to really start digging into the source code, right? If you really mm-hmm. want to see where the roots go, what pushed them? No, oh, that what? lost it. Yes, they did. That loss, and uh, and and I'm glad that that Rob was willing to go out there and say that and be as supportive because uh, that their that locker room changed once AP took it over. And I feel like the nation is in a much better spot than they were a year ago. And to see the rival win in your building, smoke cigars in your locker room, didn't look like their their Raiders locker room at all, thank God. Like, there are a lot of signage and stuff. It looked like a completely different place. But you're just like, oh, I can't wait to get after it, right? I can't wait (laughs) to get after it. But it, the chase is going to be longer than the next few weeks. It's going to be longer than one season. This isn't just a, a turnaround project. Because, again, I mean, we talk about the Houston Texans and what they were able to do, but also look at the division that they compete in. Like, nobody ever takes anything that seriously with the AFC South. I mean, they keep trying, but it's just failure, failure. Like, <laughs> oh, the, the Jaguars were supposed to rise, rise, Jaguars! And they were not that good this year. No, they weren't. They weren't. They fell apart. And the Colts, I know everybody's really hot on Anthony Richardson, and, and so would I be, but I— They overachieved and a rebuild? Yep. And we'll see if he can if he can keep himself healthy because he doesn't have a whole lot of experience to lean on. And so I get it. You have to play the kid. But what if the kid who plays every time keeps running into four or five massive humans every time? We'll see. We'll see because we'll even see. between college and the, and the pros, he has yet to go through 20 starts of a game. Right. And I still don't know who's coaching the Titans now that Vrabel's not there. So I'm like, who knows? Who knows? They're going to be with Mayo Boy, and and, and they're going to try to figure it out. But that's where that quick turnaround is also possible. We have to look at scheduling, too. 
right? Where did you finish in the division? What does that mean for your schedule next year? Because we know that that impacts who you play. And so there's there's timing to that too of being a really bad team and all of a sudden overachieving. And now it's like, oh, 12 wins. My God. Well, look who they're over, right? Is it over the, the last year's league that was struggling and then a weaker division? Because this is, this is going to take is this, yeah, a big hammer. This is going to take diamond-level points, right? There's a reason why dentists use diamonds to cut through teeth. It's the only thing strong enough to do it. That's what this division is. It's not just one quick turnaround, and you want it to be sustainable too. And so that's why I understand you want to go get that quarterback, and, and, and that's, if that's the, the, the choice they make, awesome. That's great. But please do not think that this is like instantaneous, especially given – what this team is competing against. This is a long slog, and you want it to be built the right way. So that means a lot of right decisions at a lot of different junctures. A lot of luck. And a lot of luck. And a lot of luck. Yep. 702-365-9200 is the text, and we'll continue to take uh, your thoughts on the text line and calls throughout the third hour. Uh, Real quick from the 623, Sally Sal, texting in saying, I don't know who the Kansas City player was that was waving the Chiefs flag at midfield and then planted it in the ground like he was claiming his territory, but that was completely unacceptable, and there has to be some payback. Sal, my thoughts exactly. Because it, that's where I started to get like a little it hurt personally. But, you know, here's the thing, Sal, and many of you guys know this, that you can always replace little sections of sod and do it very well in that field tray. That's what I would like to see. Immediately go and repair that spot where that, that, uh, that flag was planted in the ground and just, just remove it and just throw it in the trash. That way Why? nobody else can like uh, ever touch the sacred ground again like that and pierce the heart the of the field where the flag ground. goes. That's where the shield is. Never again. It wasn't even our shield. It was a painted shield. It was their shield. It was the NFL shield. So there's that. But we Just have take to live a note. Take a note. Take a note. Take a number. Let's go. Of course they did. Of course they did. They're the Chiefs. Of course they did. They they earned it. They earned it. They won. It sucks because they sucked all year and they still earned it. But not all championships. Greatness isn't always achieved by by great teams. Sometimes it's just about the right team at the right time who have been there before. But. Um, I think it was I would Tony just, Romo. That, that, that's what that's the part. Pro- that really it would probably help his popularity at this point. <laughs> right. Honestly, uh, I would I would take a take a gander at the old free agency pool if I were CBS. But I didn't listen to the broadcast, so what do I know? I'm just going off of what everybody else says. But prep is necessary for your job, right? Jesse Merrick joins us next. We'll get into our prep notes in the third hour. It's Lindsay and Clay here on Raider Nation Radio on a Monday. <laughs> 